everyone, and welcome to another spooky edition of Movies with Heart. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Paul Fullhart, and I'm here with my co-host, Sam Fullhart. Again, we are not related, just to make that clear. Yeah, we've been hearing some things, but no, it's just a coincidence. Um, and yeah, this people can have the same last name. It's not that uncommon. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this week we're going to be discussing the 1978 classic horror classic Halloween. Um, it's I think we've already mentioned this in some of our previous episodes, like Alien. But so I'm very excited to be watching it now. Sam, what what are some of the things? I guess, what's your history with this movie? Um, like, have, how many times have you seen it? Have you seen it recently? Thanks, Paul. Yeah, I, so I watched this movie. I, it was the summer after freshman or maybe sophomore year of college. The rest of my family went down to Lake Shasta to be out on a houseboat with some friends. I decided to stay back, and um, I was working um, a summer job at the time, working working at the pool. And so I dur- during this, like, three days or so, I would work my day job and then come home and I had gone to the video store and I rented all the classic horror movies that they that I could find there, which turned out to just be uh, Halloween, A Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream. So another movie that we're going to talk about uh, next week. And so I watched them in order and in terms of when they came out and and at this point i really hadn't seen a lot of horror movies and i had gone to college where like it was a common thing where we would just watch whatever random horror movie was on netflix you know and like that was mm-hmm. we weren't at all discerning and so i'd seen some horrible horror movies and and i really didn't you know didn't care for much horror that i'd seen but i was like you know i think i i think there's stuff here that I could really like. I wanted to give it a chance. And I liked the idea of watching these movies when I was, you know, by myself. Yeah, home alone. Home alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To get the the maximal, you know, scare effect. Uh, and yeah, I, I really, uh, I was really grabbed by this movie. Um, the soundtrack in particular, just incredibly spooky. And I, I think maybe we can talk about it more in our main segment um and yeah the uh, the character of of michael myers just the the mask was so scary and just the way that he's kind of lurking in the early scenes um yeah it, it was really effective and i've i've probably seen it three or four times maybe in the last five or so years um and and so yeah we're a bit of a departure from our our usual here i i I can, you know, I'm confident that this movie is going to still hold up for me. Um, but yeah, what, uh, what about you, Paul? When did you, uh, when did you first see Halloween? Yeah. And I've, I've actually, I've only seen Halloween once and that was only, I think about two years ago now. So again, okay. <laughs> yeah, this one's a bit of a departure. It's pretty fresh in my mind, um, for this one. And as you said, I think, I'm. The verdict for me is that this holds up. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be changed on an additional watch through. Um, but I'm I'm really really excited to see it again. I've seen a lot of horror, addition, more horror movies since I've seen. It. I really most of my horror movie watchings happened in the last couple of years. Um, I'm excited to get a second look at it. Uh, as far as the things I'm looking for. I've heard that there's Michael Myers in the background of more shots than you would even um, like notice. 
on the first watch through so i'm going to be playing some where's michael um <laughs> other than that i think i'm just ready to enjoy a horror movie to be honest yeah. i'm not gonna not gonna take too many notes what about you yeah yeah i mean i i think it's good to just kind of let this movie wash over you um i, I i'm gonna be thinking a little bit about how uh yeah th- th- some people think of this as the first true slasher movie so i'm definitely gonna be thinking about how it fits within that genre kind of what you know um what are some of the tropes that it created and i'm also uh going to be thinking about how it's different and unique from other slasher movies and you know we're going to be talking about scream next week so it'll be interesting to talk about that right after watching halloween and just to see you know scream is kind of a meta slasher movie so it'll be interesting to see um you know how how uh you know how much of halloween um fits into where 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 it takes from it and then where it departs or plays with your expectations a little bit he'll be yeah yeah yeah. but cool all right with that i think we're ready to get spooked i'll see (laughs) y'all in a bit All right, and we're back, having just watched uh, Halloween, the 1978 version, uh, hot off the press. Just just finished it. Sam, what what are your overall thoughts on the movie? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. This was the fifth time I think that I've seen Halloween, and I, you know, I, I was there were so many things that I was noticing, so I was taking notes quite a bit. But whenever I just stopped and uh, just watched the movie, I. I still found it pretty scary. And actually one point uh, when Michael kills uh, Annie in the car, I actually jumped. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> did that get you too? I I didn't jump, but I mean, that's such a good, that, that scene is so, I didn't remember where he was. I'll be honest. Oh it, yeah. It, it, it definitely surprised me a little bit. Um, I thought he was going to be in, I thought he was in the passenger seat for some reason. I don't know. That wouldn't make any sense at all. Um, but, um, yeah, I even remember that he was in the car and it still, (laughs) I wasn't expecting it to happen so quickly because, well, we can talk more about how that kill goes down. Yeah. Well, we'll, Um, we'll go into the kills later, but yeah. And so for me, this is my second time. And yeah, I think this movie, we really kind of break from our usual, thing where i think both of us have seen this movie recently um so it's not a surprise that i also did really like this movie um, as i liked it a couple years ago um but yeah it really honestly this time since i was you know i knew what you know generally what was going to happen it allowed me to kind of pay attention to like a lot of the things developing and maybe things that like like I got the impact from, but didn't quite see like how it was being achieved. So I, I re- really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'll be honest, I got in from very late flight last night, so I'm a, a little low on the mental power. But um, yeah, you, okay. you got four hours of sleep, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. So and and you didn't tell exciting. me you were getting in so late. So we could have recorded this much later in the day. And you could have gotten, you know, six, seven, eight uh, hours yeah. of sleep. But uh, so this, this is good. This is this, yeah. this, this is good. But yeah, so I guess just to maybe kick things off, um, I mean, I think the opening scene is very, very iconic. Um, you, like, yeah, tell me your thoughts on like how, 
just yeah, yeah you're how you appreciate that scene well and let me first say just a little bit about the opening credits because i think even that is really effective so yeah it starts off right away we get the halloween the theme. theme music which is so creepy and it's just uh and it's so simple too Mm-hmm. It's just like da 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 da. Yeah, the like, repetitive the, nature of it. Yeah, but it's like high energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and so I I just that right there is great. And mm-hmm. um, and we get this uh, we get an image of a jack lantern that's slowly zooming in. And by the time the credits are done, it's like right up in our faces. And mm-hmm. I and I just I generally just love a movie um that you know, that just gives us the full credits at the beginning and just uses that to set the tone for the whole movie and, and like has the confidence to like, you know, I'm, I, I don't need anything other than title credits and some music to like basically tell you what this movie is going to be about. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's amazing. When we get to the, act, the, the first scene, we start off from Michael's perspective um, which I, I think is, is such a cool, you're just thrown immediately into the perspective of the killer. Um, yeah. And, and I, we don't, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah I was going to say, yeah, first, like I think with the music going off of that, when the scene actually starts, it goes completely quiet to no music. So like it already just like jolts you when the movie starts. So you really notice that. And then I was trying to think back to like the first time I watched it, like what were your thoughts as far as like, you know, trying to figure out, like, what am I watching? Like, what is going on? You know, yeah. I think, you know, you quickly, I think, realize as you're kind of, as you say, the camera's following, it's in Michael's point of view. You're seeing someone going around the house, kind of checking some things out. Um, he sees, like, the people in, he's tracking them. So, but you have no context for any of this going on. And then, you see a hand grab the knife. And this part really mm-hmm. struck me the first time because I don't know about you, but for me, the first time I was like, huh, that looked really weird. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, why was that hand seemed really small? But I did like wasn't sure. I honestly just thought I didn't see it right. Like, did you have yeah. anything like that for you? Yeah, um, I, I mean, it, it's yeah, you kind of assume that it's it's the killer. But mm-hmm. you yeah, it's I. I, I definitely noticed it this time. I, I honestly don't remember the first time around if I noticed how small the hand was. Um, it, you know, if you think, if you, uh, would, based on, on his perspective, it, it does kind of seem like it's a, it's a shorter person. But it, it's not that, I, 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 yeah, it doesn't give you that much information. And it, especially, I think, if you're coming at this fresh, you're probably not... You could easily not yeah. notice. Uh, yeah, that this yeah, exactly. Kid. Yeah, like um, for me, yeah, this time watching it, I was paying enough attention that I noticed it uh, clearly, like his height versus like the railing of the house and the windows. It cl- clearly was a child, like they sh- purposely, they figured out the right height. But like yeah. for me watching it the first time, yeah, I saw the hand there and I was like, that's super weird. Maybe I just missed saw that. <laughs> that hand seemed really small. So then I basically from that point on, was just like, please just show me a little bit of that. I want to like <laughs> confirm what I just saw. And then eventually you see him grab the mask. And when I, the clown mask at this time. And when I saw that in the, when I was watching it the first time, I was when I really did, I was like, oh no, that is a child. <laughs> 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 that arm was tiny. 
And then it's, right. yeah, and then you see him go up to his sister and yeah, uh, get so we the see, first kill. Right. He sees his sister and her boyfriend uh and they like make out a little bit on the couch and then this is going to bring us to my first nitpick. Mm-hmm. So they go up and we're led to believe that they have sex, but the boyfriend is coming down the stairs after at most a minute of them being in the bedroom. Um, so I, I yeah, um, we, can, we, we can save those for later, but okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, well let's, we'll focus on, on other. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, um, I, I mean, yeah, we see we see Michael stab his sister, and at this point, we don't. She says Michael um, to him, so we, yeah, we, we know mean. that she knows who he is, mm-hmm. but we still don't really know um, what their relationship is. And um, what did you what did you think of the first kill, Paul? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not like you know, I mean, for for when it was made, it's certainly not like you don't you don't see a lot. It's not like you know, I, I think the the acting wasn't amazing on it, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But like at the time of watching it, like I don't, I didn't notice any of that because I was just so like, in th- like just captured by the way it was being filmed from his the killer's perspective was so like yeah. unique for me. And then when you finally get out of that, and then he comes to the front of the house. And then finally, the camera switches off of his perspective. Mm-hmm. You see his parents looking at him, and he's—they found—they found like a cute child. Yeah, he's a really <laughs> adorable kid. kid. He's like a super adorable. They didn't get like yeah. So that that part is just when you 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 like already have realized this child, but then it like really puts it in your face, and it's just yeah, it's it's a super super intense start to the movie. I think you're you're already, you're on major edge at that point you're like what am i getting myself <laughs> into <laughs> um, i also love it when you put something the like mask that on and so you're just seeing mm-hmm. you know through these little slits in the mask yeah um so creepy um mm-hmm. okay so so this first scene takes place in i believe 1963 so then yeah. um the the rest of the movie is in uh 1978 uh and so let's we're, we're, i don't think we need to go through the you know the movie scene by scene but should we just give a quick rundown of what happens yeah 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 yeah. i can all run through it real fast so basically so we've had this opening setup we know that there's this um little kid michael that was a killer we jump up 15 years and then it turns out that he escaped from the psych ward where he's been at and he's on the loose so of course he goes back to his hometown (laughs) this is all psycho killers will do when they escape and then we basically have our main um, set of three characters. It's Halloween night, and they're doing babysitting slash Halloween shenanigans. And Michael's on the loose, and a lot of murder will happen. Um, and at the end, um, yeah, they basically are able to... Um, yeah, the main character, Lori, survives. But also, uh, we get left with a... I guess maybe we could talk about this now. We get the interesting finish to the movie where we find out that Michael has also survived despite right. being shot and stabbed and everything. Yeah, he gets <laughs> shot, what, three end. times? It, and he's... I, it was probably like five times. Okay, yeah. And he's been, yeah, he's been stabbed. He's been stabbed. And he gets shot, he falls out of the house. 
he falls out yeah mm-hmm. off the this the second floor mm-hmm. um right um, so um yeah what did you have a uh yeah. what, what was your question about this this part yeah so and i guess maybe um do we want to yeah I, I don't know where where do you want to well, where do you want to go we should, at this point maybe we should just talk about michael as a yeah. as a character as a, yeah. and what makes him scary um so yeah. i think uh you know one we don't we don't know a lot about his motivations uh mm-hmm. we we see we we find out that the first uh girl that he kills is his sister and he's seen you know he's seen her um with her boyfriend um i yeah let, um he then so what i mean one question that i have i i don't so he goes he he's in the insane asylum he breaks out and he goes to haddonfield um what you know they could have they could have had him just go to the nearby town or something um do you think in terms of michael's motivations why why do you think that he returns to haddonfield do you think there or or yeah. part of me thinks um, it's maybe just there's just no answer but uh. i mean i i think i think in the context of the movie there is an answer but i, I mean yeah and i think michael's such an interesting um like monster slash killer because it's kind of weird because this movie's really old but he feels like such like a fresh character <laughs> in this movie <laughs> and it's kind of it seems weird to me that a lot of the stuff aspects of him hasn't been like even attempted to be replicated more um yeah but i think the reason that um he would go back to haddonfield is so yeah we never get his motivation he never talks um, that's a lot of his stuff. The last time we saw him, he was a six-year-old or whatever. But I think that what you don't know at the beginning of the movie, but later in the movie, there's clear like patterns to what he's doing um, that the movie establishes. It doesn't necessarily explain why, but he seems he seems in, very into like parallels and stuff like that, and like he remembers what happened a long time ago and. A lot of his motivations seem to be around that. So I think it would make sense that he would be wanting to go back to like the original place where he killed someone. What um, are some of the parallels that you're talking about? So so a lot of the different so some of the different parallels. Um so you have the um beginning scene, it's him like basically coming into a house from the outside, right? And then it's his sister and her boyfriend. Um, that they were having sex, and then he ends up killing his sister. Um, and so then, in this case, he comes back, and then he just happens to see Lori. That's unfortunate for her because they mm-hmm. kind of, her and the boy she's with, they stop by the house. So now he's kind of seeing her, and he seems to fixate on her. And I think it's because wait, is she with she, a boy? Yeah, she's with the little boy that she's gonna babysit. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, so yeah, yeah, right. I thought you meant like yeah. a high school. Oh, boy. no, no, no. Yeah. Um, but so he's he instantly like fixates on her. And I think it's just because like she was a similar age to his sister is okay. I think what. And so um, I think that kind of already is there. And then later in the movie, you know, he he's clearly coming like after her and he shows a lot of the same like stalker elements that he showed in the beginning. But then also 
you know, he sees the other people, like Lori's friend, like they, they're having sex and it seems like, you know, he's kind of repeats a lot of what he did the previous time, even a lot of the stairs stuff. He, he copies a lot of his like old, um, like what he did originally. I don't know. He seems yeah. to be a creature. About, creature plus the movies talk, yeah. A lot of the movies about like, kind of like fate and things repeating. Right. It talks. So I think it, I think it makes sense that he would want to, want to go back based on like the mythos that they kind of give to him. Right. As the boogeyman. I, I think thematically it kind of makes like, um, it kind of is uh, building off of the whole, you know, like a small town with some dark past that it's kind yeah. of trying to, to suppress and, you know, act as if it never happened. And uh, the um, there's a scene early on when Lori is in class and her teacher is talking about fate and she's saying that some author, Samuels, we, we tried to look him up, but I think this person was just made up. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, some person Samuels thought that faith, fate was, um, kind of like a natural element, um, like fire and water. And it was something that just was unstoppable. There's nothing that you can do. So, um, and, and during, as this scene is happening, Lori looks out the window and she sees Michael standing outside. Um, so, yeah, we're meant to to think that my, Michael is is representing fate here, and so it, it does make sense that he comes back to that town from the standpoint of uh, you know this town with this you know dark past. It's it's um, that they can't they can't change that they can't change what happened, and it's it's going to come back and it's going to kind of uh, overwhelm them, and there's nothing they can do. Um, but it is impressive that he was able to uh, drive a car. Uh, how how many miles? Like 50, 60 miles all the I way was down. Over a hundred miles. Oh, over <laughs> having having spent uh, ages six to let's see, what would that be? Twenty one sixty three to seventy eight. So that's um, it's fifteen uh, years. Fifteen. Having spent ages six to uh, twenty one. Uh, twenty one. Twenty one. <laughs> I did this already. Yeah, he was able to to drive a car over a hundred miles. Um, but I, yeah, who, um, cause fate, cause fate. It's yeah, that's inevitable. right. Yeah. Fate, fate will steer him there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and do you think he just, because he saw Lori early on and she was about his sister's age, that was why he fixed it. There wasn't anything because he, she's pretty different from, uh, his, she's, she's not out having sex. Um, She's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, she's the she's a little bit of a goody two shoes or she's at least, you know, more reserved and, and more kind of, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, straight laced. Uh, so. Yeah. Do, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I honestly just think, yeah, he's just she just saw her and she looked fairly. She they're both blonde in some yeah. age. So I, I don't know. And I think that's what some of the cool stuff about Michael Myers, even just beyond all of like the whatever kind of some of the lore that the movie establishes is I feel like sometimes like these movies can be overcomplicated. Yeah. And in this case, there's some like it's it's really scary that there could and it's like much more like like something that people can relate to of like 
there's literally just a psychopath. Mm -hmm. Maybe it doesn't fully make sense what he's doing, but like there could just be a person walking around that is like not well in the mind and going to kill people. And so like that can be that a lot more scary than some like intense monster or something considering right. it's like and they do it's such an interesting way that they have him like early on in the movie you like see his like face it's not even mm -hmm. like he's hidden behind the mask the whole time like they make it clear like this is a guy yeah um, even though like they kind of go further later on in the movie but like at the beginning it's literally like a, just a person he climbs onto the car and like you know as the movie goes on like he's just walking the streets of the town like before he has the mask on, that means that like it was just this guy. He looked pretty normal, like other than I think he had some kind of face thing. I can't quite remember. Um, yeah, well, you see, you see his mask comes off later on too. And you yeah, it comes off at the end face. of the movie. And he's a yeah. pretty good looking guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, so like that. So it was. So I think there's like the fear of like there was just like this like normal looking guy walking around. Yeah. stalking people and I, I think that in itself is scary who like has is clearly like yeah not doesn't it <laughs> yeah like you know he's just stalking people so I feel like that alone is scary and instead of like trying yeah. to hide him and like have you know oh where is he going to be and then he finally comes out to kill in this case you see him all the time mm -hmm. <laughs> like he's like yeah. just dry like the whole like car aspect where like <laughs> yeah he's stalking him in his car yeah yeah, yeah he's just um, like a, a, that's much more like grounded of like a real like a normal life stalker would yeah do, as opposed to i feel like so many movies after this when have you ever seen like the like the killer driving around a car yeah <laughs> you know, like, right i feel like that's like too mundane for to be that people don't want to use right. that but i feel like the mundaneness of it yeah. makes it like that much scarier totally um, and it, it's so i mean yeah the fact that he doesn't feel like he needs to hide too that also adds to the, mm -hmm. the scariness I, so one question that i have um you know you would think that somebody especially once he has the mask on seeing this guy walk around they might be a little suspicious um and it, it seems in a lot of the movie there's just kind of it's just Lori and her friends walking around. We don't really see anybody else. There's one point later on when she tries to, to get help from the neighbors and they just like, we know they're home. We see that the lights are on and they just, they just don't, um, they don't respond. They, they like, um, yeah. so yeah, I, I, I think, I don't think that that's just like a, um, you know, something that they have to, to do to make the movie work. It seems like very intentional, like, the um there is just like there's not much authority here there there's really um you know the the, com the community comes across as very indifferent i guess yeah and um, I, I think that's a huge part of it and it kind of comes back to what you're talking about earlier about like the town that has like you know the crazy thing that happened to it or whatever in the past and i think it is just that like it is kind of this idyllic town where like just no one it was just kind of the scariness of this movie is just in a place where no one has any sense of danger throughout the whole yeah. movie. Like, I feel like it's a community where like, you know, nothing like wild has happened since then. And so I think, you know, it really is like this kind of like idyllic American community, like 
where it's just like the you know you're like middle class neighborhoods where like everyone feels completely safe in their surroundings mm-hmm. and that's kind of the terror of this is that like the, the yeah the none none of the people seem to have any sense of danger throughout the movie which is what makes an element like just a crazy person around town so so scary because yeah. like no one no one thinks like there's no way that someone's gonna kill anyone like that's just not even on anyone's minds and i think that right. kind of helps establish that that they just yeah. that's not even like an out a possibility that they would like consider right i think it's also interesting in the first part of the movie um michael is really stalking Lori, and she's seeing him and she's freaked mm-hmm. out and she's telling her friends and they're not they're not taking it seriously at all like one of her friends mm-hmm. pulls a prank where she she like uh, Lori has seen Michael up ahead and then he goes behind uh, some hedges and then her friend goes to look and then she she acts like Michael is there and he wants to like uh, take Lori out on a date or something. Yeah. Um, and thankfully he's not actually there. Um, but then at, at a certain point, Lori concludes that, oh, I must be seeing things like there's not I'm just crazy. Like I need to grow up. And then mm-hmm. for a long stretch after that, she when she's babysitting the boy Tommy, and he's yeah. telling her, he starts seeing Michael, and she's just completely dismissive of him. So she kind of goes on this little journey in the first part of the movie, like I need to overcome my paranoia. There's nothing; it's everything's mm-hmm. safe. There's nothing to worry about. And then, um, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, that's <laughs> not the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely stretches. I'd say you know, it it, it certainly stre- stretches like it's realistic. Like I mean, you you have to give the movie a decent amount of lateral for it to <laughs> to, to work. Like yeah, you know, sure it's Halloween and this guy theoretically it's a common mask that he stole. Um, is like I think supposed to be the point, but like. Still, an, an adult weirdly walking around a town in a mask <laughs> on Halloween. It's still pretty weird. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, I think some. I think I think there might have been some calls um, <laughs> to the police about this guy like hiding in people's hedges <laughs> around town. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, uh, it was crazy watching this after Alien versus Predator because there's so many long shots and there's just mm-hmm. it's just so it's just it it's it, this is a i mean like alien this is a, a slow burn yeah. and it the it it takes you know we had we start off with a, a kill and then mm-hmm. we do see that michael has killed some guy uh in order to yeah. to on his way to get, get to Haddonfield. clothes <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um but then there's really uh there's a huge stretch of the movie where they're just, you know, it's, we have all of these, um, there's a lot of, you know, menacing music. We see a lot of Michael, but no, you know, there, no one's getting killed. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I really, I really like, I really like that. I think in some more recent slashers, it seems like there kind of became a rule where like, you know, every 15 or 20 minutes, somebody has to die. Um, whereas in this, like most of the deaths come close to the end and they're kind of compressed together. Um, what did you, so let's, can we talk a little bit about the, the characters and the, uh, the performances? Um, so obviously 
Jamie Lee Curtis plays our main protagonist, Laurie Strode. Um, I, I thought I, she, I think she was like 19, uh, maybe 20 when they filmed this. Mm-hmm. So she was young and I, I thought she already seemed like a, like a very, um, yeah. like self-assured actor. I was really imp- like, it, it just felt like Jamie Lee Curtis. It didn't feel like, you know, uh, it, 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 it felt like she was a fully formed actress. Already. Yeah, no, uh, it was kind of, it was kind of, it's kind of wild watching that, you know, after we obviously seen a lot of her later performances, but it, she truly like gives off the vibe of almost like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's like, um, like I do appreciate that. Like the people look like they're in high school in general yeah i'm like man comparing these to some of the high schoolers in some (laughs) more recent movies i've watched they're like way younger but yeah i think (laughs) she she already just yeah the way she just approaches it it's like a she has such a like a unique personality Um, yeah it's such an interest she's such a like an interesting character in the way she's so like matter of fact yeah and like um Right. Yeah, it's 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 pretty 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 wild. But then also she's able to do all of that. But then at the end, when like Michael's coming after, she's still able to like totally like you know get into like the like she loses it and is just like screaming and completely freaked out. Like she's able to like do all of all it all there. Um, Right. Yeah. Um. So, what do do you? I mean. So that there became this trope of the the final girl, and she's you know she's supposed to be a virgin and and all this stuff. Um, what did you like? I I got the impression that Laurie Strode hasn't had sex. Like her mm-hmm. her friends kind of tease her. Her fr- so her friends Annie and uh, Linda, right? Is it? Um, yep. They <laughs> the ones. Yeah, they both have boyfriends, and they. I mean, we see. Uh, Linda and her boyfriend have sex, and then Annie makes plenty of comments that indicate that she is sexually mm-hmm. active. Um, and and they kind of yeah they they, te- they tease Lori like I, I, you know apparently she likes this guy uh, Ben somebody like yeah <laughs> yeah Ben Ben we can just go with that um, and. Um, uh, and so they kind of tease her about that and, and she doesn't want them to, Lori doesn't want them to, you know, tell Ben that she likes him. Um, but she, she, like, she does smoke pot at one point. Mm-hmm. And so she's not, yeah, you she's know, not like a complete like rule follower or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So what did you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I thought it was interesting kind of looking at that. Cause I feel like. I, I guess like she's not like she doesn't fully fit like the what you I really think of as the stereotype. I feel like she's just more of like a well fleshed out character, yeah. <laughs> Instead of like the like trope that comes after, so it didn't feel like there was like that much like on purpose. It was just like the character that was made for the movie. So it was kind of interesting to me like why that would be one of the things from the movie that would be like used so frequently afterward. And then it was right. popular because it, it just, it didn't feel like, I just felt like that was just the character that they decided on to be the lead right. of the movie. Not that there was like some like 
yeah, reason that she had to be that way or anything. It was yeah. just like, um, and you, so another thing that people say about horror movies is that they're, um, kind of like sexually conservative because like people get killed a lot of times after they have sex. And mm-hmm. in this movie, we do see two or three people get killed after having sex. Three of the four people who yeah. have sex in this movie get <laughs> it's a bad killed. Ratio. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and Annie, the other um, victim, she she's like she's been talking to her her boyfriend Paul on the phone and, and making all kinds of suggestive comments um, before she gets killed. But I guess I wasn't sure. Like I feel like there are different ways you could take that. You could also take that as just their young kids having fun, and their fun is coming to an end because there's a killer that no one can stop. that that was how that was how i read it was that this is more just like your like i don't know average like kind of sleepy town for this uh, during this time and it was just high schoolers doing high school stuff it didn't feel related at all it felt like more like they were just trying to have characters that felt like high schoolers in the movie as opposed to making some statement on it or anything like that like yeah, I mean, the, that movie was my take fe- <laughs> the movie feels really like in general simple and not trying yeah. to like do like it's it seems to me and that's what's g- great about it is it just has the setup and it executes it well <laughs> and there's not like it's not trying to like like the, sometimes you can just have a psycho killer who's killing people in a town that doesn't expect <laughs> there to be a killer I don't I don't know um yeah I did certainly didn't think that the movie was trying to say don't have sex or you'll get stabbed or anything like that. Right. Um, it just, yeah, they just felt like high school kids to me. Um, right. What yeah, did you think and, of the, the two Lori's two friends? Uh, what did you think of their performances yeah. and, and them as characters? <laughs> yeah. And I guess this is one of the interesting things to me is about the movie in general is I think you have, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, who I really enjoyed um as an actress and i felt like the other characters felt more like schlock horror movie (laughs) i couldn't tell whether that was on purpose it made jamie lee curtis really stand out it felt like it felt like there was like a horror movie like b movie there and then she was inserted into this movie (laughs) as like a normal person that's like yeah. a rational human being. I, I don't know. It was kind of. I couldn't tell whether it was like on purpose or not. What, what 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 were some of your thoughts? Yeah, I was thinking this is kind of. I mean, it is a low budget horror movie, and they probably yeah. didn't three hundred thousand have... dollars. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it, it think... grows sixty to seventy million. Oh wow! Dollars, which is insane. But anyway, yeah. sorry. So I I think. <laughs> They had limited resources and they weren't able mm-hmm. to they weren't able to get people across the board who could act well. I I, I don't know how they got Jamie Lee Curtis. Has she been in anything before this? And she's I, really young. Yeah. So they, they might have just like struck gold and like Yeah. Been I mean able both to of her parents get a great actor. Right. Both of her parents were famous actors. So yeah. obviously she had some connections to the but mm-hmm. yeah, it was her. So she made her acting debut as Laurie Strode in. Okay, Halloween. yeah. So they they did. I think so. I guess they just hit the jackpot. Yeah, with her. Um, um that's but the other 
the other two friends, and it's weird to to see them <laughs> acting together. Where yeah. you know Jamie Lee Curtis is giving a great natural performance, <laughs> and they the other two are like the uh, Linda. She, she just says like totally all the time, <laughs> like. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I was totally drunk. Like that's just kind. Of, she's just like a caricature of a shallow, popular girl, and that yeah. is how that's the performance that she gives. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think about Annie? Um, and yeah, I mean Annie's. T- I mean, yeah, she's just like that too. I mean, she's like just the way she talks like the way she finishes her words sounds so over the top like it she like raises her voice right at the end to like yeah. emphasize it her each line or something but it, it it sounds like someone reading lines i don't even know how to it's yeah i mean it it doesn't it's pretty which is why i didn't hadn't looked at this at all but during the movie I, like i was trying to wonder like is this on purpose is like the, to like make because it really makes Jamie Lee Curtis stand out even more than she does. Yeah. It just, um, but I guess they just, yeah, things just worked out for the best <laughs> on it because it kind of works all together in a weird way. They're bad performances <laughs> put up with her good performance, and that, like, I don't know, it kind of sets them apart and it kind of establishes it increases how competent, like, it establishes her as like a really competent and like smart character <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and like she seems more way more grounded it's um yeah very interesting i will say i thought the little kids i you know i mean they're kids, oh yeah but i thought they had really good performances like i thought I like they're, they're like the they're like emotions and different stuff like that and like the older expressions and their line delivery it felt really good it was kind of kind of weird to me yeah I yeah guess no, they. I, I don't know. Sometimes I think kids are just less self-aware. Kid, kids that age, mm-hmm. and so yeah. they just like they can they can just act really naturally. I, but yeah, I yeah. was really impressed. Uh, I, I so what the you, um, the um, girl who played Lindsay uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Richards, she has gone on to act in other things, and she's actually, okay. um, yeah, she. Uh, let's see, she's gonna. Apparently she's coming back, or she is back as Lindsay. Yeah, I saw in that. Halloween Kills, um, which yeah. is out now. I um, yeah. Have you seen the new Halloween movie? I have. I haven't seen it. Okay, um, I watched it, and I liked it quite a bit. And I'm definitely going to okay. watch Halloween Kills. Yeah, I want to um, get to them. I think. Yeah, just a little like little feeling like I want to observe from a distance until. I heard enough good things about the new movies. <laughs> or wanted to jump in. Yeah. Um, oh, well, but, while um, we're on this, just for a second, how, have you seen any of the other Halloween movies? I've I've seen none of them. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, I was just too. I enjoyed the Halloween so much, and I've heard yeah. so many things about the other ones <laughs> that made me like it. Just didn't sound like the things that I enjoyed about Halloween were going to be in those movies. Yeah. Um so I've I've stayed away. What what about you? I've seen up through 6 and then I also saw the newest dedication. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, a lot of them are bad. I think Halloween 6 is is like a, a it's kind of a so bad it's good movie and okay. Paul Rudd is the main character. <laughs> I've heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> um 
but yeah, okay. So getting back to this movie, yeah, the um, actors. What did you think about um, Donald Pleasance as Samuel Loomis, the yeah psychologist guy? That's a good question. Well, I, I saw that he was paid twenty thousand dollars. He was the highest paid actor. Yeah, they they, they showed his name first, and they like yeah. heavily featured it. <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, um, and it's a it's a you know it's a standard independent movie move to to get like one big actor um mm-hmm. to kind of sell it but yeah so i i i think i liked his performance but i have some real questions about the character um i, I mean so real quick i guess with his performance i guess for for me he also felt really over the top he was maybe over that's the top, not necessarily yeah. like a bad thing. Um, he also I think felt given like the lines that he had. I don't know how he couldn't have been over the top. That's that's fair. That's uh-huh. very fair. But it just it felt like he was also in the B movie that was happening with some of the other actors, <laughs> and not he. He didn't feel like he was in the A movie that was yeah. happening with <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis and the <laughs> little kids and Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, um, but yeah, okay. But I, I, I think that's fair that the lines he has. I mean, his diagnosis for Michael is just he's pure yeah, we, evil. Yeah. All right. Let's let's. Yeah, we can talk about his psychology <laughs> practice now. Oh, one thing on the acting too. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's he's English, and mm-hmm. I, he must be playing an American because a lot of the times he like he has hard R's and he kind of. But but sometimes you it, can clearly tell it slips a lot. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a British person attempting to talk a little weird. Yeah. The movie. I think that was the other thing about his performance that made it feel over the top to me. Was yeah. That it just like sounded not right. There's on one the time accent. when he's like, he's pure evil. Yeah. Like no American says evil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't talk like any accent I've ever heard in yeah. my life. So I think that's one of the things that maybe like threw me off about his performance. Yeah. It, to, to me, I guess it, now I think it all kind of makes sense to me. I think I just heard it as like, him way overplaying it but now that you let me know that he's british that actually explains <laughs> it a lot more <laughs> of why he was talking like that <laughs> yeah um so but yeah so he i, I don't know like did, i guess do you think it, he it, caused any problems oh I yeah <laughs> i like he doesn't seem like a confident psychologist at all <laughs> I mean, the first he sees Michael as a six-year-old boy, and he says that the, there was nothing. There's like deadness in those yeah. those black eyes. Like he apparently Michael has like really dark eyes, and from mm-hmm. that he was like, "Oh, this is a lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> this is pure evil right here." And we've well, seen Michael in the first scene, and he looks yeah. like such a like sweet, a... innocent boy. And then to hear Loomis like yeah. has evil in those eyes. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, so yeah, it was, yeah, definitely sketchy psychology practice. He hadn't heard him talk in 15 years, which I guess is a, that's a concerning sign for yeah. sure, but it could be for other reasons. But he's like, no, we need to, like, his mission was to ensure that he got like locked away, like in <laughs> higher security or something, which apparently I guess was needed. But it just, yeah, well, they say seems... that the they say that because of the law, they have to transfer Michael. Yeah, that, that's. Okay, Which yeah. I guess I thought that was like a little bit of a jab at like bureaucracy or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, definitely. Um, but yeah, he he definitely seems like yeah he did do a good job with his attempt at <laughs> helping the six year old child <laughs> who who just murdered. I don't know. I mean, maybe he was pure evil, but I think maybe there could have been some more due diligence <laughs> done in the, in, the, yeah. in the process before determining that he's the ultimate murder machine. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, well, yeah, Luke has guess... a gun too. Like, how did he? I, mm-hmm. Is this like? Is this a uh, implicitly like an anti-gun? Like, how did that guy? How did that guy yeah. get a, a gun license? <laughs> yeah. What were your thoughts on like that character in in general in the movie? Like, in what yeah. his role was? I guess um, that's a good for, question. I, so, for me, thinking about it, like. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why he was in the movie. I guess now that we're kind that's, of ragging on him a little that's bit, that's what I was thinking. Because uh, we don't need him to get Michael out of out of the asylum, and yeah. like in the first. So in the first scene, I do like. So after we when we cut to the present, we see Loomis and uh, a nurse or so, somebody like that dr- driving to the asylum, and uh, it's like there's lightning. It's creepy um and he's talking about he's talking about michael um like Mm -hmm. i almost think that you could have just had him in that seat like it it is i think it is kind of yeah you need some exposition yeah yeah but um and it makes sense it's like exposition that makes sense because they like he's explaining michael to her um but yeah then after that he like he warns the sheriff of haddonfield Mm -hmm. But the sheriff doesn't really do anything. So he also tells him to not really do anything. He's like, we don't yeah. want to cause any issues. Just tell him to be be ready, whatever that means. Right. But we don't <laughs> want to cause any panic. Yeah. So don't let people know that Michael's here. <laughs> yeah. And then he like hangs out at the Loomis house for a while yeah. until the end of the week. I don't know. It feels to me like they had him for the beginning part, but then he was like a more famous actor. So they felt obligated to like keep him around and have him be involved in the conclusion, even though like, yeah, as you said, you could literally just have him be in the beginning and then cut him out. And I don't think it would have changed the movie at all. Other than like, yeah, I guess he's continually reinforcing the fact that uh, Michael's pure evil. (laughs) (laughs) Evil. I I think that one scene in the classroom, that's enough to tell you if you had that and then you had the exposition in the beginning with Loomis. Like that's that's all you need to know about Michael. And another thing that's interesting, I was reading about the production. So the screenplay was written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. And I think Deborah Hill was also the producer. And basically John Carpenter wrote the Loomis scenes. And then Deborah Hill wrote most of the other stuff. She like wrote all the dialogue for the teenagers and you can really tell like, yeah, it's just, they don't, they don't talk like they're in the same movie. Yeah. Uh, It feels so disjointed every time. Like that, that is the one I think overall the movie's well paced, but every time when it's in further in the movie that it goes to Loomis it like just stops the movie for like, thankfully not for very long. I don't spend a lot of time, on him, <laughs> but it just feels like the movie just like stops so that this guy can like tear up, <laughs> fast some bushes or something for five seconds yeah. and say something. 
but it, like and, it just it, yeah and yeah and he he really doesn't do i mean he kind of saves the day in the end but he's just hanging out at the 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 uh myers house and michael is not that's not where michael is um and he scares yeah. some kids randomly at one point too. yeah exactly <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. I guess like on the first viewing, you're like, oh, maybe Michael will come back. But that doesn't really make sense with everything else that's happening. Why right. that would. So I never really other than the very initial time when he came into the Loomis house, I thought that yeah. Michael might be there. So that part was scary to me. But after yeah. that, when I was like, oh, well, Michael's over at the other people's house. Why? <laughs> and this is they seem to establish that they were a car ride away. So like yeah. you were didn't think that um Michael was all of a sudden gonna show up there. He seemed pretty um sad as oh, happy with where he was at at that time in the movie. Um Yeah. Yeah. Um So I, I think that's all the kind of the main characters. If if you I was gonna talk about the 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 movie a lot of the scenarios and, and like we both grew up in kind of a suburban setting. Um mm-hmm a little bit bigger lots and whatnot, um, more trees. But um, there's a lot of scenarios that just, like, growing up, the things that scared me, the one that yeah. scares, the, the, the scenario that scares me the most is, like, and I still have this sometimes, when I, I'm driving and I'm the only one in the car and I, like, get in and I have this thought, like, what if someone is in the car with me? Yeah. And, like, the thought of just driving along and being completely oblivious so this like killer in the car with you is so scary. And, um, and so to have, uh, to have Annie get killed in that way was just, uh, that was just, that really got me. Um, and there's like other, there's one part where Tommy is trying to scare Lindsay and he's like hiding behind some curtains. He's like up against the window. And that's another, yeah. like being up <laughs> against the window, knowing that there's a killer nearby who could just like, that i always yeah i I never felt that like a lot of times when i was you know home alone and like i would lock the doors i was always like what if someone just comes through the window and then to have a little kid up against the window like that was so scary um and i feel like there's a lot there's so many situations in this movie that kind of anyone who's grown up in some kind of like suburban setting can can like relate and and can you know you you've you found those those situations scary um were there any that jumped out at you yeah i mean i think you you hit like the two that like gave me the biggest reaction when he gets up against that window that <laughs> that part gives me like butterflies yeah. it's so scary but and then i think just in general with the car scene just going into the garage in general I feel like the garage has always felt like, yeah. you know, there could have been a murder in the garage. They could have <laughs> snuck under the garage door or something. I don't know. Um, that's just in general, always seemed like a scary place. I think, um, yeah, I think that's a lot of it. And then also just if someone had gotten into your house and you didn't know, they could just yeah. be somewhere. I mean, as a little kid would always, you know, yeah, they think that there could be someone like behind the door or around in the closet or, you know, yeah, it does a great job of playing, playing with those things. Um, and I think, yeah. um, yeah, no, it, uh, I, yeah, I really like the work it does like with the house and kind of the neighborhood. It feels like a real house. 
um the the way he's like they're interacting with it um but yeah the car the car scenes that i mean obviously i know now but the first time i saw the car scene <laughs> that was just so freaky because they they time it so well so basically um it's uh, annie she goes to her car she tries to get in because she's gonna go somewhere it's locked so she's like oh shoot i forgot my keys goes back to get her keys and she comes to the car and she opens the door and gets in and then all of a sudden she like you see her and she kind of like does like a little bit of like a double take or something because she's like wait and then it's that moment when michael comes from behind and strangles her but to me like watching the movie uh, for the first time it was exactly by the time I realized that that was weird um, that like Michael comes like I they timed it in a way that like you as the viewer are processing it at the same speed as the character yeah. involved, which I think just adds so much to like the scariness of that scene. Um, and that scene also comes on the heels of one of the to me, one of the scariest scenes in the movie previously where she's doing laundry and the laundry's in like this detached kind of shed thing outside and there's you know since it's in this spot it's got this door it has this window there's so many scary entry points and there's doing a lot of interplay with um, michael showing up and you see him out in the window and he's dropped something to distract her there's there's a lot of stuff and i i mean and she she's the friend you think for sure like she's already had a few other moments you're like all right this is where she's gonna die and then she somehow makes it out of there and you feel like just when you like feel relieved is when they hit you with the car thing and it just takes you so by surprise um, exactly yeah no i yeah it's, and it, it's it, amazing and with the car thing too the other thing sorry i just remember is it's also kind of like uh, for me as the viewer i thought oh it's she's missing her keys it's like a dumb horror thing where now she's gonna have to go back into the house and michael's gonna kill her there so like that's where I'm looking for Michael to be, and then you're kind of relieved when she gets back to the car. You're like, "Whew, she she made it back to the car," <laughs> and then and so it just even adds a lot more um, to the like surprise of that one. And um, I think in general the movie does a great. That's what the movie's strength is: is it manages to surprise you while also it's not like hiding Michael. The whole movie, like Michael's, yeah. you see him in so many scenes and he's like there, but he's still able to, su- they're still able to surprise you with where he's coming from when it's actually time for the attacks. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, what did you think of the, um, the kills? Uh, so it's Linda yeah, you and, have Linda Bob. and Tommy, right? Or no, Tommy's yeah. the little boy. It's Bob. Isn't it Bob? It's, yeah. It's yeah. definitely, definitely Bob. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So Bob Sims. Um, Bob yeah. goes, well, Bob says the, the, the line that is, has been used in many subsequent horror movies and is made fun of in Scream. He says, I'll be right back. And he's going to yeah. go get a beer. That's, <laughs> that's the classic. <laughs> is that, I wonder, is it, was that like the first? I mean, I guess it's not like, you could perceive that multiple people could also just have that idea, but maybe it is the first time. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah. I thought, um, I think these ones, you know, we've already had and Annie's been killed. So this is when the movie's like really ratcheting it up. It's taking its time. 
and now there's been a kill so now it's kind of getting real we know yeah. that michael's in the house and so it's <laughs> i think um you know there has been other times when we've been faked out on there not end up being a problem with michael killing anyone but on on this one i think it's i thought it was so interesting the way they do it because which is what i love about the movie every kill is very creative um yeah in this case bob goes downstairs and uh he thinks he hears something and so he's kind of looking around the kitchen and so he's opening different things um which is just terrifying to watch but yeah. eventually he opens the thing that michael's in which i think is just so interesting because from like the other side michael's like a human and he heard that bob was coming down so he yeah. hid in a closet and then yeah. bob opens the, the closet so he's just standing there and eventually bob <laughs> opens the closet he's in so he comes out and kills him or whatever so that's just i think like an interesting thing where it wasn't like michael didn't lure him in or yeah trap him at all right it was more like he just revealed where he was <laughs> um, and then he this is definitely i think this is the one that like they go for the most creative kill um yeah on this one where he picks him up is choking him and he stabs him into yeah thing where his body so like that was the one that like that that kill was stood out and that there was the most like artistry if yeah. you will <laughs> and then the way it was executed the other ones were pretty much just like stranglings yeah and stuff like that um well and yeah and so when sorry go ahead finish your thought oh no no you go okay um yeah so um when he kills bob he tilts his head to the side and and michael does this in the other movies too it kind of became a a trope but i i do really like that he's like cocking his head kind of like a dog and mm -hmm. um it just kind of yeah it's just another like it's just they don't give you a lot of character moments for michael but it is yeah. something that really stands out and um like do you think he's admiring his handiwork is that is that what's going on or yeah, that's what I think because he was kind of surprised in this case because yeah. Bob revealed where he was. So it was kind of like a spur of the moment. Just got a little <laughs> creative with it. And I think it's like, oh, yeah, I did that, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he was kind of like he's admiring the thing he just kind of did. Um, the next yeah. kill is interesting. Yeah, you so talk about he yeah. puts He puts a sheet over himself and he's wearing yeah. bob's glasses so he's pre he's pretending to be bob like he has the the cognitive abilities to like reckon to to like play a little prank on yeah. linda um what did you what did you think of, of that yeah that, that 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 one's like really wild because like before this he's been kind of i don't know you've seen him kind of po poking in and out but it's such a cool idea of like this horrifying killer. He's just standing there. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just breathing really heavily. Room. Yeah. And like it's they're not hiding where the killer is. You're not like, oh, is he in that shadow? See in this place. He's standing in a well lit spot in the room. <laughs> and it's just the killer there. And like yeah. I love how they're able to use that of like there's other ways to have tension besides wondering where something is. In yeah. This movie it utilizes the tension of you know where he is, mm -hmm. and it's scary because he's a killer. Like I feel like a lot of other movies could learn from that, where there's yeah. there's more more places to find tension than like the unknown. Exactly. And then, um. And and, and, yeah, and Linda doesn't know, so I think like that's 
even if we as the audience, mm-hmm. we know that he's there, we know what the threat is. Like you can be, I think you can just be, you know, we can have mm-hmm. empathy for a character. Like we can be scared vicariously through someone yeah. else. Um, yeah, we yeah we're being scared for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not... <laughs> and it is a really scary like to 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 be in that situation and to have no idea how uh, yeah. screwed you are. Um, yeah, and it kind of goes off of like no one's expecting there to be like a killer in the town. Like yeah. that's just not even something that people are worried about. So it's not even in like in the realm of things she would consider in that scenario. Um, right. And it's just what, like such a weird, like it could almost come off in the wrong. Like if we hadn't had all the build up to this, it could come off like as like kind of a weird, cheesy kind of funny thing. Cause this is like literally yeah. a, like a sheet yeah. and like some glasses. <laughs> like if you just out of context, it seems kind of silly. But it, like in this, since they've already built Michael up so much, it like makes it so more like weird and like terrifying in that moment. Um, yeah, I I thought when he k- kills her, there there is like a little bit of comedy, kind of like dark comedy, because she calls Lori to try to get help, and then yeah. he strangles her with the phone cord. And at first, it sounds like she's maybe having sex, and so Lori mm-hmm. is like, "Oh, you know, Linda just playing a prank on me." Um, so I, I kind of there's not a lot of comedy in this movie. Yeah. Um, but I did, and I guess this just goes to the variety of the kills. Like for this mm-hmm. one, they decided to to inject a little bit of dark comedy into it. Um, yeah. So let's see. Um, let's see. Um, well, in general, like, what were your thoughts as far as like the like I the sound? Maybe we'll talk about like sound design and some of the cinematography. In yeah general. um so I mean, yeah do you want to go oh sure yeah yeah i mean i think the the sound design is is really great there's always something that we're hearing in the background and mm-hmm. uh there, there's a part early on where you see michael from behind and he's breathing really heavily and you can just hear birds chirping uh <laughs> a little bit in the background i just like that juxtaposition a lot um and there's a lot of kind of the classic scary uh, sounds in the the first scene with Michael as a boy. You hear you hear an owl. Um, yeah. And then, you know, when they're on their way to the asylum, you hear you hear thunder. Um, and um, yeah, I um, there's uh, it's you know, it's fall. So sometimes we can we can hear the wind. Um, there's just yeah, there's like a lot of. Uh, just uh you know ambient noise that's it's always kind of unnerving um what what do you think about the sound design yeah no i i think you kind of hit on most of yeah pretty pretty much everything and again they they use the same theme so many times throughout the movie yeah where it's like there's you know you'll be hearing ambient noises and then all of a sudden you see michael and the piano starts and it kind of <laughs> just starts to it does it repeats it so many times that it just kind of builds a like an innate response in you by the like by the end of the movie you know when the mm-hmm. piano starts is when <laughs> like the tension is going all of a sudden so it kind of like but sometimes when the piano is gone that's when it also it kind of it goes on and off it's like 50 50 piano or yeah. nothing 
There's never like it doesn't use any other music in like, well, there the is, in between parts really. There yeah, there I there is one scene, I think it's when they're smoking pot where you hear Blue Oyster Colts don't hear yeah. the Reaper playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> which I also really yeah, liked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of apropos song. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other but, otherwise um, I, I think you're yeah, right. That's other, otherwise it's yeah. It just kind of blends those. And then with like the ca- I mean, I think the camera work in this movie is just incredible. And I think it just shows what you can do. Like you don't need a high budget. If you just have like interesting ideas for the camera, you can make something really visually interesting, even like in a neighborhood setting. And I think some of the biggest things for me is it starts out with like the point of view of Michael and it does like the interesting POV beginning and then kind of ever forever after that, it does such an interesting job of you're always kind of wondering as the viewer, am I watching what Michael's watching or am I just watching the camera? Because sometimes yeah. it will be like, it, it always, it's whenever it starts a scene, you can't quite tell the way the camera's moving, whether it's a person watching or it's just like the normal camera. And it does a great job of like mixing it up, which one that's going to be. So sometimes you hang there for a second and then it pans like a normal camera and you're like, oh, <laughs> um, this isn't Michael. But now you're starting to think, oh, where is Michael? Maybe he's somewhere else because I'm not with him. And then other times it starts moving and it moves like a person. You're like, oh, shoot, I'm with Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, right. I'm now from his side watching. So it does. It's such an interesting way that it mixes those two. And it just try, does like at the beginning of every scene, it leaves you wondering slightly of who like who you're with. Right, yeah, like it always starts kind of at the like eye level of a, you know, exactly. average sized human, and then yeah, yeah, right, um, um yeah. Then, I, go ahead. Oh yeah, and then I think some of the other stuff that I, I really enjoyed is, you know, it plays a lot with like expectations as far as like you know, it does a good job of introducing like there will be like you know your black door scenario <laughs> where there's like darkness over here and there might be like a window over that way so you're kind of looking at these things but then it won't do anything with it but then sometimes like the movie's not afraid to just have michael just be there (laughs) quite a bit so i I think a lot of movies it's more like it's always darkness and kind of the unknown until you get the final like he's going to kill the person but in this movie sometimes michael's there he's he's (laughs) not ready to kill he's he's taking his time but he'll just yeah. be there. But so you're always kind of like wondering and it's just kind of an interesting way of setting that up. And then it really, I didn't for like the black spaces, it didn't have him be in that. Like it was always in the window. Yeah. He was never in like the dark corner until like the very end of the movie when they have his mask fit. Like he basically fades mm-hmm. in from the black. Um, and yeah. the closet with Lori, I thought that was such a cool way of like finally paying that off. Yeah, and having him be there. Um, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I I should mention. So his his mask. They took a William Shatner mask, like face mask, <laughs> and then they did made some distortions to it, and that that's where we got the, the Michael Myers. <laughs> oh <mask>. my gosh! <laughs> Poor William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I for some reason I find. It, so much scarier than like the the Jason hockey mask or uh mm-hmm. you know the the Freddy um you know 
burnt, burned face. Um, yeah, because I think it's just it's a little more grounded. It's like this is just a guy wearing a mask. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like it's yeah, and it's Ooh. you. It's so like unexpressive and just like yeah. you, you see the eyes and right. Yeah, yeah. I think it, there's just there's there. I mean, Loomis is kind of right. There is like nothing in him, um, mm-hmm. but and that's that you're just. Um, yeah, that's it's so unnerving. Such an unnerving mess. So unnerving. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. So what? What did you think about the decision at the end to have him? Uh, you know, if he yeah. was if he was a human, he would have died, like most likely. Um, yeah. And, it's, so I'd say the ending in general is one of my least favorite parts of the movie. I'll be honest. Um, kind of the whole final scene. Because I guess for for me at that point, I don't know. I was just I was so on board and enjoying everything about the movie up yeah. to that point. And then I think the biggest things for me at the end is um, you have um, Lori, who's been so like competent and like just handles everything very well throughout the entire movie. And then this final scene, like all of a sudden, she like is able to knock Michael down. Um, I can't remember what she uses in the but and she like has his knife and then she instead of checking she instead of first she just she looks she's on the ground but she doesn't check to see if he's alive and then she just leaves the knife next to him and she proceeds to do that like three different times yeah it's it's like like, do you not notice the pattern here (laughs) like yeah like one already felt really out of just character for her because the way she'd been built up and then by the third time it's like okay this just doesn't even like so i kind of lost it kind of loses me at the end on that um and then i i think as far as michael i kind of liked i i guess i'm i'm mixed on whether i liked the end (laughs) the ending part or not because i think it's kind of cool how it kind of it's been talking about he's the boogeyman you can't stop him the whole movie and then but you like it established that he was just a human but now he seems to be it's more going off of like he's a creature of fate and he's mm-hmm. like an inevitable like killing force so it kind of adds to creepiness but also it does like it's been pretty grounded up t- mm-hmm. to that point and all of a sudden it really it's not grounded at all. Um, and that, so I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, say I'm a little torn on the survivability of Michael. What about you? Yeah, I, I feel similarly. I, I think it, it does make sense thematically, um, I guess, but, um, yeah, I don't, I was trying to think if there's any other, if there's like any way to keep it grounded, like c- could some of this be an, an illusion or something like that was, you know, yeah. And I think early on, there's some you could make that case because Laurie is the only one who's seen Michael, and you could be like, well, if, why is it that no one, no one else has noticed this creepy guy? Well, maybe it's mm-hmm. it's her um, imagination. But it, at this point in, in the movie, by the end, you know, we've had um, what like seven or eight characters interact with Michael, so it's pretty hard to to buy that. Uh, you know that that like he was all a figment of i mean even at the beginning other other characters interact with him before she's even introduced as a character yeah 
they have the him breaking out right of the place um maybe that's part of her dream i i don't know i'm i'm really really stretching yeah. here um but yeah i kind of see what you're saying though they could have like or they could have made it so that sometimes it was him and maybe sometimes it was just like a figment of her imagination yeah um they could have also but, just not had him get shot so many they could have had him not die because no one is able to you know inflict enough damage on him and then that would have fit in with the whole yeah like you can't stop the evil but it also it, it's it's you know more grounded in reality mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah the lot yeah because i think up to that point like it's feasible that he could have survived all the other things which is also why it was frustrating to watch Lori be like oh, i think i got him with that like poke yeah. his eye or whatever surely he's he dead now um and that's yeah, something that became such a horror like, movie trope too so yeah. it's annoying to see it done to so much in this yeah, i don't movie. i don't know why people would want to do the like that thing because i was that was like the weakest part of the movie for me outside yeah. of like the loomis stuff yeah <laughs> so yeah that that is i guess the one thing with halloween is that yeah to me the ending's a little bit of a bummer just because it it, it kind of loses loses me a little bit um, yeah same but um yeah though i yeah i do like that he escapes like i i think it's kind of better that they don't successfully like kill him or whatever um yeah i don't know i just think it's a little more interesting and um scary but yeah yeah, i um that 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 part's kind of kind of rough for for me (laughs) same yeah um, um, do you have any final thoughts yeah do we do we want to do you uh, mentioned some nitpicks earlier yeah do we want to do yeah. a little lightning nitpick round sure so i've gotten mm-hmm. a couple things out already like yeah how did they have sex in in like <laughs> one minute and take off their clothes put on their clothes yeah um and then uh yeah how did how does michael know how to drive a car how does he know if he doesn't talk to anyone how does he know how to get to haddonfield um i another i I think that i think that stuff can be explained by his like evil drive okay all right sure (laughs) sure (laughs) evil people who are really evil are great at driving and exactly evil drive (laughs) (laughs) okay um Um, another nitpick uh i don't think i noticed this the first time watching but um it's set in illinois and it's it's on Halloween, um, but um, there n- there is no fall color whatsoever. We do yeah. see some leaves on the ground, which I, I read later. They just like put a bunch of leaves on the ground to make yeah. it look like fall, but it doesn't look like fall. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one point. There's one shot where you can see palm trees in the distance. So it's clearly in Southern California. Yeah. Um, do you have any yeah, nitpicks? Geez. Um. And it's one nitpick. I was trying to figure out, like, just the beginning of the movie in general. So tr- trying to figure out the nurse. Like, is mm. she wearing a nurse Halloween costume? <laughs> or is that just what? her nurse costume? <laughs> like, Does it look it, really It does bad? not. It looks like a slutty nurse. Co- I, I don't know. <laughs> it looks like a nurse Halloween costume and not an actual nurse outfit to me. So every time I watch the movie, I'm like, is she a nurse dressed up as a nurse for <laughs> Halloween? Is, or is, like... 
is like I was always the first time I was super confused in that part of like <laughs> who she was. Like she's just some random lady dressed as a nurse in the car, and then she <laughs> acts like a nurse. So then it's like she a nurse dressed as a nurse. Um, and then the other, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> that, that was a little nitpick thing. One other thing that I maybe I just saw it wrong for so when Loomis is in the car or whatever at the beginning, right? He looks and there's like this like condom there, right? Really? Um, I missed that. Yeah. It's like called like red something. And then when he's at the mechanics car, there's the same brand, like the exact same like brand of condom at the mechanics car. Like, was that implying that like the nurse lady and the mechanic had sex or something? I don't. I was just. I didn't understand why they both had the same one. That's a good what question. Connected that it was just like just kind of random and like why would that? Why was that detail there? Was there? Was I supposed to understand something that I missed? I don't know. Maybe, maybe me. I just maybe there is something there that I I just didn't didn't get. Um, I'm trying to. I feel like I had a couple. I feel like I had a couple other lame nitpicks, but I'm having trouble thinking of them. Yeah, we've right got now, we've gotten a lot of them. I think, out I think we've gotten them, but yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, this movie feels very fresh watching it now. Yeah, even like I think just the to me, just the camera work is so incredible, and the scenarios like it clearly like had like just all the thought that went into crafting each of these scenarios. It's just so impressive. I think it just this movie goes to show that like you don't a well, which is it's probably why they don't do this. It's just a very creatively thought out scenario that's well executed, like will captivate an audience. It doesn't need like all of the special effects or anything like that. And like you can just have a guy wearing a mask can be scary. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need a big CGI. You don't need your CGI like demon thing. To be right. like the to make something scary, I don't know. I think it, it's just very impressive all that this ma- movie is able to pull off on like a clearly like lo- lower budget. Um, yeah. What are your cl- they, closing thoughts? Yeah, kind of along those lines. You also don't need a lot of violence and gore or sex mm-hmm. and nudity or like. I, I mean, this movie could practically be PG thirteen. There's. It's very there's bloodless. Little, yeah. yeah, it's like very little blood. There's brief nudity. There's mm-hmm. not much language. Um, and yeah, it, uh, obviously a lot of slashers went in a very different direction with all of those things. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, like, I guess just the fact that it is really scary probably guaranteed that it was going to get an R rating. But... I was, yeah. and maybe, maybe, I, I mean, the MPA's standards for, for violence vary from year to year, but I was honestly, I like, I couldn't really figure out what, why this had to be an R. Uh, yeah. It felt like with a few like unobtrusive adjustments, it could have been a PG 13 movie. Yeah. I definitely yeah. had that thought as well. Um, but cool. All right. Well, I think that was our thoughts on Halloween. We're actually going to kind of continue it on next week. We're going to be talking about Scream, movie heavily influenced by this movie. Um, so it'll be kind of fun to compare and contrast that. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember to like and follow us on all of the 
podcast platforms, review us or whatever you do, <laughs> wherever you're watching the show. Yeah, and we're Movies with Heart on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with us, our email is moviesfullofheart at gmail. And uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.